Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today, we're, I'm going to be looking at the NFC East. Today, we're going to be kind of doing a little uh, summer training camp, uh, what to watch for preview type deal. So we're going to be starting with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to hop right into a screen share here. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit like and uh, comment, subscribe, hit that bell for the notifications on our videos. I'm going to be pumping out uh, the rest of the NFL, like the team-by-team previews the rest of June. So got a lot of content coming. And I also, today, I just updated my my rankings. Um, so now that I'm on a screen share here, let me kind of share that real quick with you guys. Um, if you go to thefantasyfellowship.com, uh, go ahead and click on rankings. And uh, these are, all my rankings are based off of my projection sheets. I'm, I'm not really sharing my actual numbers and stuff just yet. We'll make, I might get to that at some point, but these are straight off of uh, my projection sheet. So like if I, if I showed you here in my Google document, uh, basically everything is, is, you know, based off of these fantasy points. And I just, I don't even try to maneuver my rankings. I just take them as is and then input them in here. So um, these rankings are purely PPR four point passing touchdowns. I'll probably put a little bit of that in the details up here, but um, so I got all that and stuff ready to go for you guys, uh, all the main positions here. And then I'm gonna be working on a top 200 in a little bit. So um, that might be coming uh, in a week or so. But uh, yeah, back to the Dallas Cowboys 2020 season. <clears throat> if you go to my team's page, uh, you'll have a list of all of the links here. So we're gonna click on Dallas. Uh, exciting new head coach here, Mike McCarthy. Uh, what's cool is he actually retained Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. So that's going to be some uh, nice continuity for the offense, not too much change with verbiage and, and stuff like that. It's just going to be a little bit of Mike McCarthy influence on this Kellen Moore offense. Um, so yeah, Dak Prescott is still sticking around as a quarterback. We'll see if he gets a big deal anytime soon, but he's playing on the franchise tag, I believe this year. So uh, they did sign Andy Dalton here. They do have a couple other backups, but we're not really too worried about those guys. But Andy Dalton is a really interesting guy. Um, if anything happens to Dak, if he misses a game or two, they definitely have a guy in Andy Dalton that could help win a game for them. Um, so that's a really good move by them. I think it was a really cheap deal. So we'll see if this is just like a one-stop shop for Andy Dalton. Maybe he moves next year, or, uh, potentially gets traded or, or anything to a team that might need a quarterback. So we'll see what happens with Andy Dalton. But yeah, Dak Prescott will be the man that leads the show here. This offense was unreal last year. Um, if we look at the numbers from last season here, which is 2019 season, uh, Dak Prescott almost threw for 5,000 yards, 4,902. He had 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, that's a ton of fantasy points. I think he came out as quarterback two or three. Uh, last year so I'm expecting him to have a really another good season that's I mean he's a lock for a top five as long as he plays 15 to 16 games he's getting Amari Cooper back getting Michael Gallup back and then they they upgraded Randall Cobb to C.D. Lamb with their first round pick this year um, and I know a lot of people aren't excited about Dak Prescott like for fantasy thinking oh he, he peaked last year or something like that but this offense has so many players and so many weapons for him to continue to build off of what he did last year that I'm actually thinking he could throw for more, more yards, more touchdowns and be even more efficient this year. Um, one of the big things that I'm looking at 
um, as far as like a yards per throw, yards per completion, uh, yards per attempt type aspect is Jason Witten is gone. And you see Jason Witten here. Uh, he had 83 targets, caught 63 of those for 530 yards. He had a really low 8.4 yards per catch. And now he's gone. You're going to input basically Blake Jarwin into the starting tight end role. And he was going for about 11.8 yards per catch. So that's almost three and a half yards greater than what Jason Witten was doing. And if you give uh, Jarwin some of this, this volume here, uh, I, I could see, I could see Dak, you know, throwing for more than 5,000 yards this year. So um, yeah, everything's built around Dak. And then I guess it's also built around Ezekiel Elliott. These are the two main hubs that are going to have the ball in their hands the most. Um, so, I mean, What's nice is we don't have any crazy stories of Ezekiel Elliott this summer so far. So go ahead and continue drafting Ezekiel Elliott as a top five pick. Um, he's still going to get his, his 300 touch volume. And then um, last year he had 54 receptions, 420 yards and two touchdowns. So we really like what he's doing with the ball. And uh, I don't really see that changing. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to be involved in the running and the passing game. So um, I guess outside of Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, is still a really good uh, backup running back there. He'll be the handcuff if anything happens to Zeke. Um, they do have second-year running back Jordan Chun, uh, Darius Anderson here. But the guy that I want to call attention to is Rico Dowdle. Uh, Rico was – I think he was a four-year player at South Carolina. He never really got, like, a featured starting role, but he was productive in his entire career at South Carolina. So down here in the, unnotable, or the notable undrafted free agents, go ahead and check out his highlights if you haven't seen him before. Um, he actually kind of reminds me of Tony Pollard. He's just kind of like, um, you know, he's a six foot, little over 200 pound back. He's versatile. He can kind of do everything really well. Um, so he's a, he's a solid guy that could make this team as a third or fourth running back. So I like him as an undrafted guy. Uh, the running back room is pretty, pretty much set up to be Zeke Pollard and then competition between these last few guys here. Um, fullback still on the team, Jameez Olawale. Olawale. Uh, but yeah, the real meat of this fantasy uh, offensive system is going to be the wide receiver group here with Amari Cooper, uh, who just got paid five years, 100 million. And then Michael Gallup, 30 year player and rookie CD Lamb is going to step into Randall Cobb's role. It sounds like they're going to be using uh, a mixture of Cooper and Lamb. They're going to be interchanging them kind of in the slot, working the other one in the, the outside position. So Gallup's going to be the main outside receiver again. And then if we look here last year at the main three guys, uh, we see Amari Cooper go for 119 targets, Michael Gallup for 113, and Randall Cobb go for 83. Now what's crazy is Michael Gallup actually out-targeted uh, Amari Cooper on a per-game basis. So uh, that, that's kind of eye-popping when I went and looked at that. So Michael Gallup could actually be the true number one receiver in this offense. Um, just based on, on last year's stats, we see Michael Gallup kind of caught up to Cooper and was very productive to end the season. And then when you look at the stats here, uh, I mean, Cooper obviously has more yards or more catches and Gallup's more of a deep, deep shot guy. Um, but you can also see that here with the yards per catch uh, averages. Um, but yeah, these two guys are very similar and their ADPs are, I think, a little bit too far off. If you're interested in drafting Amari Cooper, I would consider waiting and looking for, for Michael Gallup, um, you know, in rounds five, six. But, um, but anyways, we got Cooper, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. I think you look at all these targets here to the top three receivers. They had 315 targets to these guys last year. 
Um, I mean, this offense is going to be heavily focused on throwing it to these three guys. So we might see a couple of these tight end targets disappear and maybe not as many targets to the running backs. It's going to be heavily funneled into Cooper Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, you look at here last year, outside of the top three receivers, they only threw 42 balls to these guys. That, that number might even be even lower this year. I mean, it's, it's going to be heavily Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. I think Lamb could even be usable as a third receiver in fantasy this year. So uh, we're, we really need to keep an eye on how this offensive uh, formations are working during the preseason to see how, how often, I guess, they're, they're moving Cooper and Lamb in and out of the slot, who's going to be that primary slot guy, who, am I, who I'm a little bit interested in. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if if Gallup beat Cooper this year in fantasy points. I mean, Cooper's going to have the you know the heavy favorite to be the the best receiver on this team. But uh, Gallup showed a lot to me last year, and I really liked what I saw from him down the stretch. So, uh, but yeah, we got Dak Prescott with three uh, fantastic options to throw the ball to, and then I kind of started talking about uh, Blake Jarwin a little bit to start the video. But we'll get back to him here. Uh, you see last year he had 41 targets. He caught 31 of them for 365 yards and three touchdowns. So this was last year with Blake or with Jason Witten hogging up 83 targets, <clears throat> 63 catches, 529 yards, uh, and four touchdowns. I mean, if you look at this, they're probably going to run, you know, a couple two tight end sets. But and then that's not going to happen as much this year. You know, they, they just invested in C.D. Lamb. Their primary running or their primary formation is going to be three wide receivers with Zeke and probably Blake Jarwin. So Blake Jarwin, he there's a legit chance that he inherits almost all of these targets. I'm not saying he's going to get 124, but I, I almost want to put him, you know, in the 80 to 90 range and just insert him for Jason Witten. And then maybe some of these other these other tight end targets just get dispersed throughout C.D. Lamb and, and Elliott. So uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is there's a lot of targets to go around. We see Dak Prescott threw the ball 596, 596 times last year. So um, yeah, this was one of the I think it was this was the best offense in, in total yards last year. Um, it's going to be right up there again so uh the defense i don't know if the defense is going to be exactly strong but in the nfc east they're probably going to be in a lot of uh you know competitive games with the giants and the eagles uh, maybe the redskins are a little pesky this year but um this is definitely like the one team that i think you need to try to pick a player and say i, I need a cowboy whether it's ezekiel elliott in the first round amari cooper round two uh, maybe it depends on what kind of league you're in. If you're in a super flex league, Dak Prescott's probably going to be a second round pick. Um, but I love Dak. Uh, it's super safe for Dak Prescott this year because he's, he's going to have the passing volume. He's got stud pass catchers. And then he adds the rushing value. Outside of Lamar, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I would say Dak's my number three. Um, so I feel super safe about him. And then really any of these receivers add value. Um, my favorite value is probably Michael Gallup. You can get him in the fifth or sixth round. And then CeeDee Lamb. Uh, it's tough because rookies get a little bit boosted come draft day, but uh, I think Lamb's going to have some value in PPR league. So, uh, And then, yeah, Blake Jarwin, man, I think he's got the – he's probably my favorite sleeper tight end one right, tight end one right now. Uh, he's probably got top ten upside. He could finish, you know, as high as seven, eight, nine. I could see that. Um, so everything about this Cowboys offense is saying green, 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 uh, to me. Um, 
we take a quick look here at their draft class. We mentioned C.D. Lamb in the first round, Trevon Diggs out of Alabama, Neville Gallimore. So we see it. Look at all this defense here. We got a couple corners, a pass rusher, three corners actually, and then uh, uh, the nice defensive uh, tackle here from Oklahoma. So they're trying to inject some some youth and some some talent into this defense. So we'll see if that pays off. And they did snag a quarterback here at the end. But really, this whole draft was about C.D. Lamb. He wasn't supposed to be there. Um, so now we're going to see some some exciting, I don't know, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore have their – they have a plethora of options to get the ball to. So I think they're having a really fun season. Um, I mentioned Rico Dowdle. Go ahead and click the highlight link here to get an eye on him. It'll let you know at least what kind of play style he likes to do. Um, I started adding some of these links here, if, if that's going to help you at all. Um, just kind of look around and do some more research. But uh, yeah, we see the notable off-season additions here. Of course, Andy Dalton. They did add Gerald McCoy. They added Don Terry Poe, Alden Smith. Those are some like if if we were talking three years ago, these guys would have been it would have been nuts to have all three of these guys on the same team. Um, you see Daryl Worley. They did sign Greg the Leg, Haha uh, Clinton Diggs, Cam Irvin, a couple other guys down here at the bottom that should be useful players. And then all the guys that they did resign with Cooper. I don't know what's going on with Kai Forbath. I'm assuming Greg the Leg is going to take that job easily. But yeah, Blake, Gar Blake Jarwin, Steve, uh, Sean Lee, Joe Looney, Dak Prescott, and Darian Thompson. So a lot of good uh, off-season action here for the Cowboys. They loaded up on the defensive side of the ball at on, you know, the line of scrimmage. They drafted some corners. Um, I still think they need a little bit of linebacker help, but um, overall, this team is going to be, you know, it's going to be in the mix, man. It's going to be a 10, 11, maybe 12 win team this year. And yeah, that's going to wrap up uh, my 2020 little Dallas Cowboys preview. I did want to add down here at the bottom of my team pages, I'm adding some helpful links that I've been using uh, while I make these team pages and go through my projections. Um, and I guess I'll just kind of click through some of these real quick with you. Uh, total offensive plays per game. This is really helpful for me when I'm doing my projections. Uh, as you can see here, we got these really nice filters where I can go ahead and click 2019 and I will see uh, the Philadelphia Eagles ran the most plays per game last year at 68.5. Uh, Dallas down here at 66.8. They might be a little bit higher this year. Um, but yeah, this is a super number, helpful number for me to know. And then you can also kind of go back here, um, keep looking back and back. Um, here's another one that's really helpful. This is uh, offensive plays on the whole season. Uh, where'd it go? Up here. So I just filter by uh, the, the plays, pass attempts, all the rushing attempts get added up here. So the Cowboys ran the sixth most offensive plays last year. Um, and that's kind of helpful um, just for me from a projection standpoint. Um, but it's also good stuff to know because these are the offenses that usually run more plays. You get more opportunity. So a team like the Cowboys, it's a fringe top five team. So we like that. And then, yeah, go ahead and check out some of these other stats. Um, this is a stat link. This is an offensive formation grouping uh, link that I like a lot right here. You can see uh, like the amount of times a team's running in a certain formation. Um, so if we go ahead and look at this uh, wide receiver, uh, three wide receiver sets, one tight end and one um, running back. Let's see here. The Cincinnati Bengals ran the most three wide receiver, one running back, one tight end sets. Uh, the Cowboys were, you know, maybe a top 10 team. They're probably going to be a little bit higher this year. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You can filter lots of things here. So go ahead and play with that. That's, that's a fun tool for me to play with. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it. If you're watching on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, go ahead and subscribe. We'll be back with a few other videos. I'm pumping out the rest uh, this afternoon. So those will be uploaded kind of all around uh, at the same time together. So we'll see you in another video, uh, another podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Peace.